Welcome to the Confident Money Podcast, where we talk money, finances, and accounting for real people without all the technical jargon, patronizing, and gatekeeping. I'm your host, Caitlin Magnuson, and I'm going to be your new finance bestie. Hey, welcome back to the Confident Money with Caitlin Magnuson. We are continuing this little, I'm going to call it an intermission season. And this is really where I'm talking through things that I've learned as a business owner over the past year. And part of that is because there's a seasonality to my business, right? And that's actually what I want to talk about today, not just in my business, but in my life, personal relationships, weather, like menstrual cycles, everything that goes along. And I get really reflective kind of around, you know, the May, June, July time in non-pandemic years when tax deadlines are not extended. The first part of May is when I have my birthday. It's when the hectic time from tax season feels like it's a little bit in the rearview mirror. Things are caught up that may have been delayed that weren't time sensitive. And the season is really starting to, or the seasons have really started to change outside weather-wise. And that means that my husband, who bless him, is inside during most of the winter, outside of doing all the snow maintenance and anything else. He handles most of the cooking and the animals and kind of keeping our household running, not kind of, keeping our household running during the winter while I have a busier work season. I don't think I cooked a single breakfast for myself for maybe three months from February through the first part of May. And like I said, with that comes a lot of reflection. And so for me, when things start to slow down, when I have more mental bandwidth, I end up reflecting on things like I'm doing today in this episode and realizing that for me, the more that I embrace the seasonality and the cycles that come and go in my life, and the more I try to live within those instead of fighting against them, the happier that I am. So for me, those seasons can kind of vary. That may look like I have kind of a busy, tired, exhausted season. We're just going to call it that from February through April, or we could even say January through April. Then I come into a period of rest and play and joy and lightness and then a period of productivity in the early fall and then back into busy. And so for me, embracing these cycles, which also happen to fall in line with our seasons, feel really good for me. So I know a lot of us maybe that are business owners or that work corporate. I noticed this when I was in corporate as well, but I think a lot of us feel like we should ignore those changes, right? You know, maybe your business isn't seasonal, but maybe you still have energy changes throughout the year and acknowledging those and noting those and working with them is really important. So for me in the wintertime, in that busy season, I probably work five to seven days a week and a little bit longer day. And I probably start sometime around eight or nine. I work till sometime between six and seven. And I take normally two to three, one to two hour breaks during the day in between. So I work in chunks. I don't set a timer a lot of times. I just sit down. I get done what I need to get done. I take a break to go eat, to go walk, to go work out, to go do absolutely nothing sometimes. And that works for me because I have more things that have to get done. And so for me, breaking my work week and my work day up like that works better for me. And then normally at least a couple times a month, I try to take an entire weekend off. That's because I don't want to work a 12 hour day solid. 
I don't think that's realistic. I don't enjoy doing that. And I don't think that it provides the best quality of work for our clients. So what that looks like when we start to come into the season that we're in right now, that season of ease and play is there's a little bit of catch up, of course, but for the most part, it's very little weekend working, sometimes no weekend working for me. And it's maybe five hours a day during the work week. Instead, I'm outside. I am gardening. I am caring for the animals. I am walking. I am getting sunshine. I'm taking over a lot of the household chores because we live on acreage and there's maintenance that comes with our property that my husband goes to do. So there's a divvying up for us of household chores, you know, redistribution of responsibilities based on who has capacity. And that's what happens during the majority of the summer. And those work days, I can take an entire day off in June, in July, in August. I can take a Tuesday off. I can take a Thursday off. I can take a couple of days in a row off. No big deal. And we're getting to the point where I can take longer than that off. But there's just so much more flow, so much more ease. Projects are caught up. You know, we do, that's when we do all of our fun things, right? That's when we create a lot of content. We try to get ahead on blogs. We have a lot more creative energy as a team and as myself available to us to tap into. It's less of the doing, doing, doing to-do list and more of the, where can we create? Where can we innovate? Where can we inspire and have fun? And like what comes up when we're out playing? Because all of us, I think as a collective, and I know myself specifically, have some of our best ideas when we take a nap, when we step away. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you subscribe and join our community at confidentmoneypodcast.com where we share resources and all of the money happenings. Plus, you can send feedback and suggestions for what you'd like to see covered in future episodes. That's confidentmoneypodcast.com. Okay, back to the show. Speaking of, I don't know if this helps anyone here, but one of my goals for the months of May through September is to see if I can nap at least 50% of the days. Um, I'm not quite on track. I'm at about a quarter of the days, but I have found that in the late afternoons with these days being so much longer, I'm sleeping less at night. And a nap between three and 4.30 is just sublime. So for anyone that can, highly recommend it. I do not really nap in the winter or early spring at all, but this time of year when the days are so long, it is Mm, wake up, go about my day, do my things. So again, taking that drop in, I'm going to say deadlines in overflow work in May, June, July, August, and using that time a to rest, recuperate, to nourish myself, both physically and mentally and allow our team to do the same. But it also is my time where I innovate and I become even more inspired. And I prioritize not being on the computer all the time, which is ironic because I'm recording this on the computer right now, but my time is limited on here. I get on, I work in bursts, I'm done for the day, or I'm, you know, go, I'll do it in the morning and then I'll go do all my outside stuff. And then I'll come back in the heat of the day, work a little bit on the computer, move forward. Like we have things to be doing. We have stuff to be enjoying and I love it. And our clients are doing the same. And then that lets me roll into September And September for me is when I feel things really start to pick up. I think a lot of us, you know, if you have kids, your kids are going back to school. We're starting to feel kind of the change of the seasons. Fall is approaching for some of us, again, depending on where you're living. 
and you're starting to feel that winding down energy, or at least I feel it as a winding down energy. We're maybe getting our ducks in a row for clients for year end. We're doing anything that we can to prepare for tax season. We're onboarding new clients because without fail, September and October are two of our biggest months for bringing clients on. Because again, I think people are in the get things prepared, do things headspace, especially with just how you know our schedule falls with back to school being in September or even August. That's when everyone's kind of in gear, right? You're gearing up for year end, you're gearing up for Black Friday, you're gearing up for whatever it is. And taxes, frankly, start to become something that's on the top of your mind. So for us and for myself, September is when we're not crazy busy, but we're still picking up. We're picking up steam. We're doing all the things that we can. It's a little bit less creating, a little bit less innovating, a little bit more doing, but also balanced out by trips, by quarterly estimated taxes, by vacations, by, you know, having some balance there. I would say it's a really equal balance of play and work as opposed to the season before of ease and play, where I'm going to say it's a little bit more play than work. And that prepares us to then roll back into that busy season where it's more work, having to prioritize breaks, needing to take care of ourselves. And for me, during that busy season, I order a lot of meal kits. My husband is great at following instructions for things like that, but it makes it really easy to put meal kits on a subscription. They show up, he does the cooking, we're both then fed, we're nourished, we have a variety of food you know, that we're eating, we're not eating the same thing over and over again, which is something that I'll absolutely fall into. I will eat waffles for dinner for days if I don't have another option. And well, that's great, and I love breakfast for dinner, it's not sustainable for me. It doesn't make me feel energized. Um, for me, it's also something where I've noticed I don't drink nearly as much, especially I don't drink hardly at all during our busy season and really sparingly the rest of the year because it's it keeps coming down for me personally to feeling energized and feeling like I can rest and feeling like I can sleep. And so I've become a lot more selective with you know when I'm choosing to consume alcohol and realizing that, you know, this is something that I'm doing just because I feel like I need it to relax or numb out. Or is this something where, nope, I felt my feelings and I really want an amazing strawberry freckled cider. Those for me come from two really different places. And it used to be something that I was absolutely guilty, especially during busy season of numbing out and having two or three drinks so that I could ignore the stress, ignore. It was really bad when I was working in a corporate position as well as running my business and being able to take that pause and be more cognizant of why I'm making decisions. And I find that with the computer, right? If I'm getting on to check a Voxer or check Instagram or check Slack, and I think so many of us do this, why, why are you doing that? Do you need to be doing it right now? Did you just check it 20 minutes ago or an hour ago? Do you have a business set up where you need to be responding on an hourly basis? If you don't, can you go take a break? Can you close your computer? Can you set some boundaries? Can you update clients? Hey, clients, in this season, we're here. We're checking in. Someone's available every day. But we're also enjoying the shit out of our lives right now. Like, there's a time and there's a place. And February through April, it's all hands on deck. The rest of the year, in particular the summer, I encourage everyone on our team, including myself, to take a break, use your vacation time, I don't expect full-time hours during this time of year because a lot of us work more than full-time hours. Not that it's required. You don't have to be full-time to be productive, 
but there's a lot to get done and there's a lot less and a lot fewer stressful deadlines that have to be managed during the rest of the year. So wherever you can, acknowledge the seasonality in your life, in your business, in your family, in whatever is coming about, even in your cycles for how you feel. And I noticed that for myself, and I, I, I've read some on it, but I noticed my energy levels change throughout the month. I have one week out of the month where I tend to be a lot more creative. I have one week where I'm really drained and I have two weeks where I'm just average person. And I'm working to try and make sure I'm tracking those so I can plan my calls accordingly. If I'm doing calls, I don't really want to do any calls on the weeks that I'm creative. Those are my content creation, my podcast creation, my blog topics, like anything, you know, or content or course ideas. All of that is coming from me on those creative weeks. The fewer calls I can have, the better to let that really flow. I want to be doing calls on the two middle weeks for me. Not the low energy week where I want to be doing as little as possible and just getting the things done that have to get done and not on that creative week. Those two other weeks for me are where it's at. And so finding that and acknowledging that and giving myself permission, I don't have to be available five days a week, every week of the month for calls. My business is not set up that way. It's not set up that way intentionally because for me, while I love doing calls, they can be really draining for me. And so prioritizing when I do them, how I do them, is there someone else on the team that would be better to be doing them and planning our resources accordingly. And that's something that I look for in all of these seasons, right? I'm constantly assessing where could we be better allocating our resources on the team? What are things that I'm doing that I don't need to be doing? What are things that someone on the team is really fucking good at? that I'm not, or that maybe someone else isn't, or that maybe I didn't expect them to be doing that, but they're really good. And I've seen that they have a proclivity for it. Cool. Let's have a discussion. Let's talk about rearranging priorities, rearranging responsibilities so that everyone on the team is able to perform to their best and have as much work satisfaction as possible. Because there, I think, is nothing better when it comes to work than being in your zone of genius and knowing that you kicked ass and you were given the tools to show up to do that. So did you, were you empowered to do the things that you love to do that you want to learn? Were you empowered? Were you challenged? Were you stimulated? And there's a really good balance between being bored, being stimulated and being overwhelmed or overworked. And so constantly finding that balance within our team, within ourselves, as our clients change and evolve and grow, as our team changes and evolves and grows, we're constantly rearranging. And I look at that as a seasonality or a cycle of sorts, right? We bring on clients, clients may have new needs. We may evolve. We may change what our staffing looks like to meet those needs. We then, you know, reshuffle responsibilities accordingly. And it might, we might realize that, oh, we have a hole. We have a gap in knowledge here. Do we need to be hiring? Does someone else want to learn this? Like who's feeling like this is a shit. Yeah. Thing for them. Is it not a shit? Yeah. Thing. Cool. Can someone else do it? Or is it just kind of a eh, task? Can we divide it up between us so that not like we don't all have to do only the crappy stuff. And what I did recently is I had everyone rank their top seven to 10 responsibilities that they do regularly in order from, I love this to, I don't love this and to list out anything they were wanting to learn or anything they were wanting to step more fully into in their role this year. And for me, that was really helpful because it lets me go, okay, 
I think I know where everyone, you know, falls and what they like to do, what they're good at. But there were a few that were like, oh, you really like doing X, Y, Z. I didn't know that it wasn't something you were doing regularly. Let's see how we can work that into what you're doing. And let's see, and I think this is important, if we're adding 10 hours of work to someone's plate, let's see what we can take off of their plate. Because we're not all about just adding and adding and adding and adding. It's adding and substituting. It's moving around. It's finagling these so that everyone feels like they have a challenging workload without being overwhelmed. And when I say challenging, I mean like intellectually stimulating. That's always the goal, right? Because there's a lot of repetition in our field in accounting and bookkeeping. There's a lot of novelty as well. Where can we be finding the happy medium? And some people want a little bit more of the boring and some people want a little bit more of the novelty, but most people want some combination of the two. And that's, I've been really interested to see how that changes within our team, within myself, especially as I continue to step back into a founder role, into a creative role and be less and less in the day to day. It's really interesting to me to see who rises up into leadership roles that I wouldn't have expected to see who really loves doing the tech stuff that they may not have been hired for and to plan our resources accordingly. So there's not a correct takeaway except for the fact that I notice a really big difference in my personal life and my professional life when I am able to acknowledge the seasonality and to plan accordingly, like having those meal kits come in, like rearranging household chores, duties, responsibilities, etc., during my busy time, like prioritizing play and trips and sunshine time and time spent in my garden. All of those come with a seasonality. And by the end of summer, I'm burnt out on the sun. I'm burnt out on being outside all the time and playing in the water. Those things that I'm loving and so like just rolling in right now. By the time it's September, that's something that I'm looking forward to slowing down. I'm looking forward to being outside less. I'm looking forward to snow and more sleep and darker days. And that gets to be okay. We get to look forward. We get to enjoy the season we're in of life, of weather, of business and appreciate it while also being ready for that next seasonal change when it comes through. And for me, embracing that and understanding that it's coming, right? Cause sometimes I'm like, God, I'm just, I'm tired or like, Oh, I'm really ready to get outside. I get antsy. You know, by the time it it's May or the end of April, I am done. I am done with taxes. I am done with deadlines and I am ready to just take a break. And so acknowledging that, telling myself, hey, I know this is coming. Hey, I know that my schedule changes. And communicating it with clients and with the team makes it so much easier to run my business, to live a life that feels full, that feels exciting, and that feels nourishing. I'd love to hear from any of you that comment. Make sure if you're listening to this, that you are leaving a review if you love what you're listening to and make sure to leave your Instagram handle or a way to contact you. We've had several awesome reviews recently and we haven't been able to enter them for a chance to win a call with me. We do a drawing for a call once a month because they didn't leave their Instagram handles or contact details. So if you loved this episode and you love what I'm talking about and you want to hear more, please leave a review. They're super helpful and I would love to hear uh, tag us on Instagram at confident money podcast. I would love to hear from you. Where are you noticing or implementing 
cyclical or seasonal changes in your life or your business? And have you found that it has helped you feel like you are less exhausted, more aligned and more capable? Because it certainly has for me. If you love this episode, make sure to leave a five-star review for a chance to win a free financial strategy session with yours truly, Caitlin Magnuson. We do the drawing the first week of every month and to be eligible, you'll want to leave a five-star review and include your IG handle so we can contact the winner. I'll see you next time where we'll chat real finances for real people.